1: it a conspiracy? The handcuffed zip ties. Were they planning on taking hostages? He's a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel and mama's boys. The knucklehead Viking. He lives with his mother and the ex-soldier. He brought his mom to the insurrection and rioters' remorse, not this guy. Do
0: you expect more violence?
1: Plus, isolated and defiant inside Trump's final days in office. Will Mike Pence turn on him?
2: He's been facing death threats, a chance on the hill of Hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence!
1: as Melania finally speaks out what she's saying about the crisis and killed by a cough. The well known plastic surgeon
3: did he catch COVID 19 from a patient who coughed during a lip procedure? Plus,
4: pandemic parking wars. Guys, guys, guys.
0: Parking, it's like a war zone, and I get ready for battle. Oh, yeah.
1: Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norval
5: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. However terrible you think the siege of the U.S. Capitol was, it was worse than you thought. Not only did a mob of marauders break into the Capitol, murdering one officer and threatening to hang the vice president and harm the entire line of succession, there is credible evidence that the attack was carefully planned out in advance. Megan Alexander reports.
2: Disturbing new information is fueling fears that the invasion of the Capitol was part of a conspiracy and not an angry mob gone wild. This video shows men in tactical gear filing through the crowd on the steps of the Capitol. Published reports say they are members of the far-right militia group Oath Keepers. One is wearing a patch that says, I don't believe in anything. I'm just here for the violence. Former FBI agent Tim Gallagher. The attack on
6: the Capitol was obviously part of a broader plan. It was out there on social media. Uh, There was a lot of chatter about it. They broke through. It's on.
2: For weeks, extremists were speaking openly about an assault on the Capitol. The phrase storm the Capitol was used on social media 100,000 times in December, along with pack a crowbar. There's also speculation there was a plot to take hostages. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Rendell Brock was caught on camera inside the Senate chamber carrying zip tie handcuffs. The 53-year-old combat veteran, wearing a green helmet and tactical vest, was recognized by his ex-wife, who reported him to the FBI. He was arrested Sunday in Texas. Also carrying zip tie handcuffs, 30-year-old Eric Munchell. He was wearing full tactical gear, including gloves with reinforced knuckles for punching through windows. He was at the rally with his mother, 57-year-old Lisa Eisenhart. Munchell and his mom drove 700 miles from their home here in Nashville to attend the rally in Washington. He was a bartender at Kid Rock Steakhouse, but he was fired two months ago. Some suspects have been outed on social media by citizen detectives like John Scott Railton.
6: The most effective tool was thousands of eyeballs. There are a lot of people with a specific reservoir of knowledge. People say in crisis, look for the helpers. And in this case, it was no different.
2: Those arrested include a handful of police officers and firefighters from across the nation. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio issued this warning today.
1: Any New York City employee, any part of the city government who participated in an attack on our democratic institutions, who participated in an insurrection at the Capitol, will be terminated. Period.
2: As more arrests take place across America, there is concern that the violence may not be over as we approach next week's inauguration of Joe Biden.
6: The mobs may be back but they will be met with overwhelming
2: force.
5: And twin legislative attacks on Donald Trump's hold on the White House, Congress today officially set in motion a process asking Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and took steps toward a second impeachment trial against Mr. Trump. For his part, despite being cut off from Twitter, the president remains defiant. Stephen Fabian reports.
6: President Trump in a state of fury and defiance. CBS News White House correspondent Paula Reid says he is lost My without Twitter.
2: The president is trying to change the conversation, but it's much harder for him when he does not have his massive Twitter account, and he does not want to come to the press briefing room to answer questions from reporters.
6: Trump is reportedly not on speaking terms with Mike Pence. This after House Democrats today called on the Veep to remove Trump from office. Resolution calling on Vice President Michael R. Pence to, to activate Section 4 of the 25th amendment to declare President Donald J. Trump incapable of executing the duties of his office. Tomorrow, the House is expected to What's vote to impeach the president for Maryland. insurrection. I spoke to renowned lawyer Alan Dershowitz, who is reportedly oh, yes, under consideration you. to join Trump's legal team along with Rudy Giuliani. A lot of other lawyers who represented Trump in the past are not coming up to the plate. They're saying, no thanks. Why are you saying, yeah, here, I'm available?
1: I think that the speech he made, though I disapprove of it thoroughly, was constitutionally protected as a speech. I don't think he is subject to the 25th Amendment, and I will come on shows like yours and defend him to the American public.
6: The Pence is said to be livid president with Trump. the president for putting a target on his back. Re- if
1: Mike Pence does the right thing, We win the election.
6: Some in the mob could be heard calling for the vice president's head. There are some reports that those zip ties may have been meant for Pence. Pence biographer Tom Lobianco says the vice president feels betrayed. Pence
1: does not get angry very easily um, throughout his career. You you rarely see this happen in in public. Uh, But when he does get angry is when people are threatening his family. KAREN PENCE, THE SECOND LADY, AND CHARLOTTE, HIS MIDDLE DAUGHTER, WERE BOTH IN THE HOUSE GALLERY WHEN THE RIOTERS
0: BROKE THROUGH. THIS DOOR, THEY BROKE DOWN. LOOK AT THAT.
6: NANCY PELOSI SHOWED 60 MINUTES CORRESPONDENT LESLIE Stahl THE DAMAGE DONE TO HER OFFICE.
0: THEY WERE COMING TO FIND YOU, MAYBE TO HURT YOU, I DON'T KNOW.
4: CHECK THIS OUT, WE ARE INSIDE HER, NANCY PELOSI'S OFFICE.
0: They were vocally saying, where's the speaker? We know she has staff. They're here someplace. We're going to find them.
6: Now the FBI has charged a Colorado man, Cleveland Grover Meredith Jr., with allegedly texting a friend that he was thinking of putting a bullet in Pelosi's noggin on live TV. And First Lady Melania is breaking her silence, finally releasing a statement five days after the riot that she was disappointed and disheartened by what happened. But she also lashed out at social media criticism that accused her of carrying on with a photo shoot of rugs as the Capitol was ransacked. I find it shameful that surrounding these tragic events, there has been salacious gossip, unwarranted personal attacks, and false misleading accusations on me.
2: Some people question uh, whether that is the appropriate tone to strike at this moment, particularly when it took her so long to release a statement. <laughs>
5: As you saw, some of the rioters were head-to-toe in combat gear. Others were decked out in those bizarre combinations of furs, face paint, and tattoos. And more than just a few did look prepared to do battle. So now investigators are using the flags and other things they carried to track them down.
6: He came dressed for war. A horned hat fur pelts made from coyote, an American flag in his hand affixed to a spear. I am like a multidimensional or hyperdimensional being, okay? Look closer, his face covered with paint, tattoos over his shirtless body. They're from Nordic mythology, like this Thor's hammer and a three-triangle symbol. Talia Lavin, author of Culture Warlords, has investigated white supremacists.
5: These are images in Norse neo-pagan worship and they're very common in the white supremacist movement.
6: It's not known if the guy with the horns is a white supremacist. There were others in the mob with shocking costumes and messages. This Capitol building invader wore a Camp Auschwitz sweatshirt. There was also a bewildering mix of symbols and signs, a flag said to be derived from the Nazi swastika. And this flag of the so called three percenters, which the Anti Defamation League calls anti government extremists who are part of the militia movement.
5: Three percenters and the militia movement more broadly are obsessed with the American Revolution and view themselves as its heirs.
6: The Confederate flag was also prevalent, as was this Unleash the Kraken flag, playing off the movie Clash of the Titans.
5: Release the Kraken.
6: The phrase was recently posted by the controversial lawyer, Sidney Powell, who has represented President Trump in his failed efforts to overturn the election. Arnold Schwarzenegger posted a video blasting the rioters and drawing a comparison with Nazi Germany. So being from Europe, I've seen firsthand how things can spin out of control. He brandished his sword from Conan the Barbarian to make an inspiring point about America's future. Our democracy, It's like the steel of this
1: sword. The more it is tempered, the stronger it becomes.
5: Earlier we told you about the arrest happening in connection with the riot, but this elected official who was there says he has no regrets. In fact, after the siege, he was recorded saying we might see more blood flowing from the Capitol. Here's Anne (laughs) McCagliano.
0: We're now hearing from some of the Americans who took part in the siege on the Capitol. Some have regrets. Others remain defiant.
4: We're not going to allow it. There will never be a Biden presidency.
0: Coy Griffin heads a group called Cowboys for Trump. He broadcast live on Facebook from the Capitol steps. We're
4: not going anywhere. We're not going to take over for an answer. Okay. We're not going to get our election stolen from us from China.
0: He warned on his Facebook page that there could be another rally.
4: If we do, then it's gonna be a sad day because there's gonna be blood running out of that building.
0: Aren't you afraid now, making comments like that that more people could die?
4: I'm more afraid of losing my freedom than I am
0: anything. Did you march to the Capitol? Yes, I did. Sixty-seven-year-old Kevin yeah. Hag marched on the Capitol, but he says he did not go inside. Hag says he was shocked when the march turned violent. Did you know there was going to be an insurrection at the Capitol?
4: No, I don't think anybody ever dreamed that that would happen. I don't think people would have brought their wives and kids with them had they they thought that.
5: The Capitol riot is being labeled one of the worst security lapses in modern history. Many of the Capitol police officers acted bravely despite being seriously outnumbered. And video that documents that is just now emerging.
2: New video shows rioters beating cops with flagpoles and dragging one down the steps and tasing him. You can see the officer is red in the face, having trouble breathing and struggling to stand.
6: He is doing better, Uh, obviously very uh, shaken, very appalled, um, uh, very angry.
3: Were the rioters trying to take his weapon from him and use it against him?
2: We
6: believe that,
2: uh, that they were. This officer is also being hailed a hero for intentionally steering riders away from the Senate chambers. Video shows officer Eugene Goodman glancing to his left at the hallway leading to the Senate chamber. He then pushes the leader of the pack reportedly to lead the mob in the opposite direction away from the
6: senators. Yeah. Individual officers yes. were stupendous. And that's, yeah, that's why that's we're
0: talking about yeah.
5: Eugene Goodman today. Bravo to him. Bravo, indeed. The chief of the Capitol Police Force has resigned amid growing criticism of his department's response to the riot.
1: Next, killed by a cough, the well-known plastic surgeon.
3: Did he catch COVID-19 from a patient who coughed during a lip procedure?
1: Plus, pandemic parking wars.
4: Guys, guys,
0: guys. Parking, it's like a war zone, and I get ready for battle.
1: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, we'll be right back.
5: Health experts say COVID-19 remains out of control in America with a record 300,000 new cases being reported on Friday. In California, record numbers of deaths are being reported, including that of a plastic surgeon who may have been infected by a single cough from a patient.
3: A well-known Beverly Hills plastic surgeon Dr. Payman Simone has died from COVID-19 reportedly after catching the virus from a patient during a lip enhancement procedure. Now questions are being asked should plastic surgery be allowed as LA's COVID cases skyrocket. Dr. Simone was reportedly doing a lip procedure on a patient when the patient coughed on him. Several days later she called the medical offices and said she had tested positive for COVID-19. That patient had reportedly no not taken a COVID test prior to the procedure. Inside Edition interviewed Dr. Simone last May when cosmetic surgery resumed after it was put on hold in the early days of the pandemic. The doctor assured us he was taking extra safety measures. Our patients get tested for the COVID uh, virus prior to the surgery. The doctor wore an N95 mask last May, but it's not clear what personal protective equipment he wore recently when he performed the lip enhancement that apparently led to his death. Dr. Simone reportedly began experiencing shortness of breath soon after learning his patient had tested positive for COVID-19. He was placed on a ventilator at Cedar sinai Medical Center and died last Friday. It was shocking. We spoke with Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, Dr. Mark Monte. It gives you
6: pause. Uh, anything you do where you're exposed to someone's face is a risk. I think it's important to be very careful
5: for sure elective surgery is currently allowed in Los Angeles County despite the county being a hot spot where an estimated 187 people are dying every day that is a higher rate than anywhere in the country we'll be back with more after this
1: still to come pandemic parking
4: wars guys, guys,
5: guys. parking it's like a war zone and i get ready for battle America's cities are swamped with cars now that so many people are avoiding public transportation. But what the cities don't have are enough parking spots, which has led to short tempers when it comes to nabbing a space. Les Trent joined in on the search.
4: A fight breaks out, and guess what? It's over. A parking spot guys, guys, guys. with so many people avoiding public transportation these days because of the pandemic there are more cars than ever in america's big cities and that means parking spots are more scarce than ever in new york a dispute over a parking spot led to a car crashing into a bakery this driver is actually playing rock paper scissors to see who gets the spot These guys are swinging baseball bats at each other.
5: Parking, it's like a war zone, and every Monday and Wednesday, I get ready for battle.
4: (laughs) Holly Tai lives in the Bronx, New York. She has circled around for as much as two hours looking for a parking spot, and has witnessed tempers boil over. Lots of fights,
0: verbal, physical, uh, kicking tires, spitting. Uh, throwing loose change. I've seen that multiple times.
4: We followed the 25-year-old as she hunted around her neighborhood for a spot, but street after street, no luck. Look at all those drivers double parked, jockeying for a coveted spot. Finally, after 28 minutes of searching, (laughs) jackpot.
5: Great success. We'll be back. finally today, our hearts are incredibly heavy here at Inside Edition because over the weekend, we lost a member of our family to COVID-19. I think
0: he's down there.
5: If there's a story on Inside Edition that made headlines, it had Bob Reed's fingerprints all over it. What can you see, folks? For 30 years, Bob has been a cherished member of the Inside Edition family. He headed up our show's award-winning investigative unit and was managing editor for overall news coverage. His focus these past 10 months has been covering the coronavirus pandemic. But on December 18th, the news story he'd been covering hit home when Bob was diagnosed with COVID-19. Bob Reed was much more than just a first-class journalist. He was a mentor and dear friend to so many of us at Inside Edition. A devoted family man, for 36 years, he was with the love of his life, his wife, Michelle. And good luck finding a father more proud of his kids than Bob was of Tyler and Casey. Bob brought the tenacity he had in his reporting to his fight with the virus. But Saturday morning, that battle ended. He had just turned 60. A fund has now been set up the Robert B. Reed Memorial Fund, part of United Way of Long Island, to provide emergency financial assistance to families whose lives have been forever changed because of COVID-19. That is so Bob Reed. We're going to miss our dear friend very much. Our prayers for Bob's family and for everyone who has lost somebody to COVID. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.